We're destroying the ranks of the human scourge! On behalf of the mighty Arkan army, I, the eternal reptilian manifestation of the soul of Generalissimus Joseph Stolen, greet and congratulate you on this 2000th anniversary of the Great Arkan Revolution! Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I am Heath Lambert. <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> Joining me this episode, back... It was almost an emergency that I had you back this soon. Uh, Chris Lambert is here as well. <laughs> we are talking about... I gotta tell you, I've done a lot of movies on this show that are terrible. But I can see what they were going for they failed maybe they failed miserably because they didn't have the money or the talent or the you know to get there but i could at least see what they were trying for this might be the first movie i've done on this show that i'm absolutely befuddled by i do not know who this is for i do not know who could possibly enjoy it i don't know who made it well i do it's a fellow named bc14 but which is not a droid from Star Wars, I don't think. <laughs> Bigfoot versus the Illuminati from 2020. And I don't know how to even begin to describe this movie. It is on one hand, I don't I don't want people to go watch this. Do not waste your time. But this is all this also might be the first movie I've done for this show that I us describing it is not going to get the job done. Like, I love, you know, it's cool when people watch the movie along with the show so they're, pre you know, prepared for the episode. But there's a lot of the movies that you could just listen to us talk about it. There's no reason to go watch it. And this is definitely one of those, except that the uh, no matter what we say, you're not going to get it. <laughs> you're not going to understand what we're describing without seeing it. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, I... I'm actually kind of thankful for this movie because we we talk a lot about well okay now this has to be the worst movie but I think this movie has shown me once and for all that this barrel has no bottom no I've stopped saying <laughs> this this is the worst movie we've ever done because then two weeks later I get something worse so I'm just not going to say that anymore <laughs> Last week I did Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and now here we are, <laughs> and the barrel has no bottom. You're correct. <laughs> How do we even describe this? This movie is as if Alex Jones took ayahuasca, then did a Mad Libs, and that <laughs> Mad Libs was then read to you by the kid who did Axe Cop as a PlayStation 2 cutscene. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like... BC fourteen, whoever the whoever that is. I believe his name is. Uh, I saw it on the IMDb because he he didn't used to go by BC fourteen. It's like, I don't know. It's like Brad Chadwick or something. Should we guess what it is? British <laughs> British concubine. You go. Oh, <laughs> Bun Bunsen cantaloupe. Well, like it's. It's not Benedict Cumberbatch, I can tell you that. No. <laughs> but no, I, I feel like he he watched 
a couple episodes of Red versus Blue and went, I can do that. And he was wrong. Hmm. It's a similar because, animation style-ish. Well, I mean, I, I think he saw it as like like a a cheat because he's like, well, I don't know how to, my people don't know how to animate human faces, <laughs> but in Red versus Blue, they never take their helmets off, so I'll just do that. Yeah, well, here's the thing about this guy. Okay, he let's let's take a little sunny walk through this gentleman's uh, IMDb. <laughs> he prior to <laughs> Bigfoot versus the Illuminati, he did a bunch of Trump documentaries, and documentaries is very very in air quotes because <laughs> by documentaries I mean they're lit. It's literally just news footage that he's cobbled together from all the different network news stations. And compiled into like a pro-Trump documentary. Documentary. In air quotes. Like he does not interview people. There's no new material. It is all recycled news footage. And he did a bunch of them. Uh, There are two sequels to this movie. uh, One of which is Trump versus the Illuminati. (laughs) Which if you think I didn't watch, you're crazy. Because I did. And it's somehow even worse than this. (laughs) I, I didn't watch Trump versus the Illuminati, but out of morbid curiosity, I did watch Bigfoot versus Megalodon. <laughs> and when I say watched, I mean, I watched it on fast forward. But even so, I can tell you that it is 90% reused animation from this movie. So was Trump versus the <laughs> Trump versus the Illuminati. <laughs> and I can also tell you that at no point in the movie... Does Bigfoot fight Megalodon? I don't think they even have a scene together. <laughs> Megalodon is is in the movie. He, I would, I would argue he does not <laughs> fight the Illuminati in this film either. I would also argue this is not Bigfoot, and this is not the Illuminati. So <laughs> we're off to a bad, bad start. He also has done, strangely, maybe not strangely quality-wise, but strangely, like you would not think that the person who wrote and directed this movie should be allowed near children but he has done between okay you know when you tell grandma grandma's like what do the kids want for christmas this year and you say you know what they would really like how the grinch stole christmas on dvd and she goes to the dollar store and she buys the grump <laughs> the grump who stole christmas and you open it and you're like grandma what the fuck <laughs> he has done between 2018 and 2021, he has written and directed 92 children's movies like that. Like, remember when that movie Smallfoot came out about the little abominable snowman? He made a movie called Littlefoot. He made a bunch of movies called, like, Dog Avengers. (laughs) And it's the Avengers, but with dogs. 92. Do you know, there are some people who would spend the entire time between... 2018 and 2021 trying to write one really good script and get it made he has done 92 How, like let me think of some math here um <laughs> that's that is like 30 a year 30 he managed to write and direct and people animated 30 on average in a year <laughs> now think of like a Pixar movie, which takes like four years to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking and at. I wonder, I wonder how many of those kids' movies are 30% footage of of uh, of alien reptile Joseph Stalin. 
buddy, okay, look, I got to tell you, <laughs> I have three quarters of a page of notes on just the first four minutes of this movie. Because it is an information dump. It's as if this is the seventh movie in a franchise, and they yes. have to sum up what the first six movies were in four minutes. Except there wasn't movies yeah. before this. It's all just shit he just made up. <laughs> yeah, and each of these characters, when they introduce them, they do it in a way they're you're they make it feel like you're supposed to know this person from a previous movie. No, you're supposed and to know them from history. <laughs> And also fiction. <laughs> I mean, okay. So it starts with this opening narration, which I have succinctly... Okay, in, in 2040, AI robots... I mean, okay, they're not... Yeah, what else would they be? AI robots, of course. <laughs> they're not AI crocodiles, and they're not Play-Doh robots. <laughs> I mean, AI and robots go together. In 2040, AI robots destroyed mankind... Uh, except for a few thousand humans who lived underground and then eventually just left Earth. Even though every time we see a shot of Earth, current Earth, uh, the cities are all still lit up. <laughs> Did you notice? Like, he just took, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Google Earth, you know, like, here's the Earth as it is right now, and, like, you can see all, like, the eastern seaboards all lit up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they, so the AI robots don't really factor into the movie again <laughs> they destroyed mankind but now they're not our problem we've left you can have earth we've left earth uh we've formed the space uh, space alliance now our real problem is the illuminati which consists of gray aliens <laughs> called archons except some are green actually most of them are green. they're all green actually they're little green men. yeah they're little green men with varying sizes of heads but which are also the reincarnations of evil people throughout history. Uh, but they're all there are also some green aliens who are good guys. Yeah. There are robots who are good guys who just work on the ship. You think wouldn't you think you would not trust a robot ever again? Right. Why do you have robots working on your ship? Those are saboteurs. What are you doing? There's one robot who's bad, who's just the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> like, his name is literally Exterminator. <laughs> right. He went real far to, to disguise that. <laughs> oh, my God. So they've escaped to space, and now it's 2,000 years later. <laughs> and the last few thousand humans are left having random space battles with the Illuminati, these archons, these aliens. Uh, the Alliance is led by Princess Callie Divine. Which is, I mean, that's, if not a porn star name, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, her name might as well be Princess Annabelle Peaks. And she spends most of the movie giving dialogue that would come from a porn star as well. That is fair. Also, look, I know, I'm not saying that voice work is, voice work is acting, okay? I'm not downplaying the importance of voice acting, how good voice actors are when they're good but for something like this you would think it's hard to mess up just reading off a piece of paper but her in particular the way she delivers some lines is as if she had to stop and turn the page over <laughs> in the middle of a sentence she's like you know oh my father fought this in the <laughs> 2940 
war of, or <laughs> battle of chartreuse war <laughs> like that's all gibberish <laughs> and also like those words go together you can't why is that pause there <laughs> we've held the exterminator robot in our advanced underground supermax prison facility on planet sticks for millenniums my great 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 grandfather ram summer star captured exterminator in the battle of chartreuse dwarf in 2921 and locked it up for all time oh my goodness yeah, all of the human, yes, because they cannot afford or have time to animate people's faces. And thank God, because what kind of Uncanny Valley shit would, it wouldn't even be approaching the Uncanny Valley. Oh. It would be, <laughs> you wouldn't even be able to see it with binoculars. But, so all the humans, you have, you have your aliens running around who mouths don't really move when they talk. And if they do, it does not match up with what you're seeing or hearing. You have robots who have no features that move. And then all of the humans are wearing what looks like a cross between Master Chief's Halo armor and the suits from Mass Effect. Yeah. They never take their helmets off. They Apparently, are constantly even, waving even their arms have... around in like, because there's like, <laughs> there's like a loop of animation that they do. So they're never standing still. So like, they'll be talking, but they'll be like throwing their arms around like they're mad, even though they're not saying that they don't sound like they're mad. <laughs> There's one guy who works, Dr. Jekyll's, <laughs> yes, Dr. Jekyll is in this movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that one. Yeah. Somehow, 2,000 years in the future. He, um, his assistant, <clears throat> twice in the movie, randomly just puts his hands up like he's announcing that a, an extra point was kicked in football <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Go ahead, what were you saying? <laughs> oh. oh, I was... I was just saying that they apparently don't even take their helmets off during sex because at one point we hear a sex scene during this movie and it's still their voices over with like the, the commune mm -hmm. sound over top of it. So they're, they're having sex with their helmets on. But is what I mean, I'm getting from it me. works. It works because did you ever fuck so hard you resurrect an ancient Egyptian god? Because they do. I have it personally. Not for lack of trying, but <laughs> uh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so it's the Alliance, led by Princess Callie Divine, versus the reptilian Illuminati army, the Archons, who are led by Wrathchild, though it's spelled Wrathcheld. Yeah. No, I'm, maybe that's some spelling I'm Yeah. Aware. Like an old English kind of thing. Uh, and the resurrected or reincarnated, no, resurrected, into a new alien body, Aleister Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> Who has only two things to say in this movie, either quotes from his own book, his own real-life book, which is the extent of the research that this BC-14 did when making this. So he read the book of the, the law and, like... <laughs> And just pulled quotes from it randomly. Or probably went to the Wikipedia, really. Or uh, blowjob jokes. Yep. That's about it. Yep. That's about it. Uh, then we meet <laughs> the... I have this uh, in quotes here. The eternal <laughs> reptilian manifestation of Generalissimus... <laughs> not Generalissimo. Generalissimus. Uh, Joseph Stalin. <laughs> who has also been reincarnated into a little four-foot-tall <laughs> alien. And... He's also wearing Joseph Stalin's hat. 
<laughs> okay, help me here. <laughs> oh, I can't, but okay, go ahead. Joseph, <laughs> Stalin was, was from the Soviet Union, yeah? Correct. Yes. So first of all, generalissimo, that's more of like a Spanish term, isn't it? Uh, Italian, I believe. Or Italian, yeah. Mm-hmm. And secondly, his accent fluctuates from French to German, never once approaching Russian. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's sometimes it's French and sometimes it's German, and it's always bad. And I and I've looked I looked into this, and that is because almost every male voice in this movie is done by a guy named Marco Guzman, mm-hmm. just doing different accents. That's it. Yeah, and, and we'll... not a one of his accents is good. We'll get to one in particular. Oh my God! Yes. But why? Who? Someone talked him out of of it being Hitler, right? <laughs> like he I wanted. I don't, I don't he one hundred percent wanted it to be Hitler, and someone in the production was like, "You know what? <laughs> Can we not? <laughs> Can you pick like the third most evil person?" <laughs> like, oh my goodness. But, yeah, the eternal reptilian manifestation of Generalism was uh, Joseph Stalin is standing in a hangar uh, aboard the uh, Archon mothership, I guess, giving a speech to four four aliens. He's, he's making a speech as if he's standing in, like, you know, in Red Square and there's a thousand people out there. It's four guys. It's four guys <laughs> who are just standing there. And he's giving them this big speech to drum them up. But, yeah, he has... Uh, he's wearing a hat like the classic like Joseph Stalin military <laughs> cap for reasons I know you're thinking listener this sounds crazy surely the next thing that happens can't be crazier than that <laughs> our next scene takes place uh, in Egypt <laughs> on, 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 Earth, on Earth I assume because where, where else um, where Ratchild is speaking to uh, Anubis, <laughs> the uh, Egyptian, the ancient Egyptian god of death, like you do. <laughs> and and yeah. what is this movie? What is this movie? I don't know. At the, at this point in my notes, I have written Stalin, Aleister Crowley, and Anubis walk into a bar. Because that's 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 what this feels like. It feels like the setup to a very very bad joke. I mean, it's a bad joke, but <laughs> and I, it's I just feel like... his voice also. Like he never gets out of his sarcophagus. Yeah, but what is the relationship here? Because Rathschild's like, "Hey man, thanks for like helping me resurrect Alistair Crowley, I guess." And then Anubis is like, "You're a sniveling worm. Why are you here? Why are we talking? Why does your breath smell like meat?" To with Ratchild says, oh, because I had a liverwurst sandwich on the way here. And that's the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Those are the jokes. What? What is happening? Yeah, and the and the voice work on Rothschild is so bad that you can never, there's never any inflection in his voice. So you can't tell when he's joking. You can't tell when he's angry. You can't tell when he's happy. It, it's all just delivered the exact same way. Yeah, and why do these aliens all have different... So Joseph Stalin has a bad impression of Joseph Stalin's like, accent. And then Rothschild is, like, trying to be, like, this sort of this prim and proper sort of British voice. And then Aleister Crowley sounds like a fucking goblin. He sounds, he sounds like Starscream. 
a little bit doing yeah. blowjob jokes. <laughs> yeah. Alistair Crowley, the only time we ever see Alistair Crowley, he is flying in a spaceship. Yep. To where, from where? No clue. He will never arrive anywhere. He will never leave his ship. I don't know that he even engages in a dogfight, as some of these and ones he, do. Yeah, and he's wearing a headset that's clearly like Earth technology. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, like a gamer's gamer, headset. Yeah, it's like a gamer on Twitch. Who's <laughs> <laughs> just got, oh my goodness. And And on top of stealing heavily style-wise from red versus blue story-wise it seems like they're just ripping pages out of scripts from stargate because the tv show is one of the because you got anubis and Ra and blah and one of the allies that the humans have is the atlanteans who are aliens and it's it's but who look exactly like the archons right (laughs) and please bear in mind everyone what we just described to you takes place in the first four minutes. <laughs> Everything we just described is in the first four minutes of the movie. So it's uh, off yeah, to it's off and running. <laughs> let's let's tell them the name of the hero of the movie. Well, I can't wait to get to that. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Before that, <laughs> there like I said, there are two good robots <laughs> who help run the ship, I guess. They're the only crew that we kind of see who are always standing around the, the bridge with Princess Callie who are named Heru and Bort <laughs> because they ran out of Bart license plates at the... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look, Mommy, my name Bort. <laughs> Classic Simpsons joke. <laughs> Yeah, Alistair Crowley says he hasn't had a blowjob in 3,000 years. He seems very confused as to why he's in an alien, so Rathschild has to explain to him and us, but it's not really an explanation because it doesn't explain anything. To which Rathschild says, I'll find you a devoted devoted Archon who gives great head. (laughs) So, what are we we doing? What are we doing? (laughs) What is this movie? Oh, now, okay. You want to say it? We can go ahead and talk about the, the... (laughs) <laughs> the quote-unquote yeah. hero of this movie. Yeah. Who, by the way, you notice we have not mentioned Bigfoot yet. Oh, and we, yeah. No. And we won't yeah, we for won't. a while. <laughs> In this film called Bigfoot versus the Illuminati. <laughs> our hero is... But when we get there, oh boy. Uh, yes, our hero... <laughs> and this bears some explanation within the story. Uh, his name is Van Helsing. Not Abraham Van Helsing. Mm-mm. Jake Van Helsing. <laughs> I think it's Jack. I think it's Jack or Van Jack, Helsing. Yeah, Jack, Jack Van Helsing. And he's not even Another the original f- Jack Van Helsing. Fictional character. <laughs> he's, not, he's not even the original one. He's a clone of a character that we've never met. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess in the three other movies before this that he wrote and never made, he was the hero. Because everyone knows about him. <laughs> well, everyone knows about the he's original famous. Jack Van Helsing. And he's like, no, right. no, no, don't call me that. Just call me VH because I'm not actually him. I'm like a clone of him. Yeah. Why? Why does? Why is that important? Why? It's not important at all. So why make him a clone? Why not just, if you're going to go down that stupid ass road, why not just make him Jack Van Helsing? Well. Because you're implying a history that no one knows about and doesn't exist. I have, I have way more questions than that. Uh, with... <laughs> Within the lore that you've established in the first four minutes of this movie, uh, it is 2,000 years in the future, which is a lot. That's a long time. 
so is this clone of Van Helsing 2,000 years old? Or <laughs> is he a new clone? And if that's the case, where did he come from? Because the Earth is destroyed, right? No one's right. living on Earth anymore. The last few thousand humans that are left are on these ships out in outer space. Do they have cloning technology? If they do, why aren't they constantly cloning to rebuild the population? Right. Or was Jack well, and- Van Helsing 2,000 years old and he just... <laughs> you know what I mean? You're throwing a lot well, of, get- around a lot of information that doesn't really make any sense. Well, and at one point they do say that he is he's VH 6666. He's the 666th clone of Jack Van Helsing. But again, and yet, so of all the people throughout history that you could clone to be the hero of your alliance, it's and you've already you've already picked when you were made this movie, you wrote this movie, you've already picked out Aleister Crowley and Joseph Stalin, and you know, why not uh, Patton or? Davy Crockett, I don't know, <laughs> a real fucking person who existed and did things. But this fictional, I guess, ancestor of Van Helsing, vampire killer, there are no vampires in this movie, <laughs> but this is Jack Van Helsing alien killer, I guess, but he is such an impressive specimen that you had to not only clone him to make sure that he's still around, but you've cloned him... 666 times over the last what over the last 2000 years i take it yeah if he's died 666 times he's not the hero you want (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and i don't know if you caught this but i did because i was listening to it with headphones jack or vh sorry enters to a barely changed a couple of notes so they wouldn't get sued version of I want to be your dog by Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't understand. There's no <laughs> there's no reason for it. <laughs> so yeah, he just he just appears on this ship and Princess Callie's like, "Oh, you're here now. That's cool." Didn't I guess didn't know he was coming. They have to explain to each other who they are, though they seem to also know each other and have his no they can't have history or else they would have fucked before because the second this person walks within her peripheral vision i was about to say something really gross i'm gonna try to tone it down <laughs> I, was about, I was about to describe something in a way that i'm i would regret um she is super horny for this dude let's just say that instantaneously and and why you don't know what he looks like right. you'll never see his face yeah. You don't know what he looks like under even, there. Even when you're having sex, you aren't going to see his face. I guess not. <laughs> but she is constantly just with innuendo <laughs> of like, yeah. oh, you get back here and I'll show you something. And then eventually just drops the, <laughs> we'll yeah, get there, no, but it drops the innuendo just... completely <laughs> at some point. But what is any of this? But she, if it sounds like we're all over the place, it's because, I mean, I'm just telling you what's in the movie, man. (laughs) Princess Callie explains that there are 420 humans left, right? Yeah. Remember that number? She says they're losing two a week. First, that's a pretty good war. I'd say you're doing pretty well. (laughs) If you're only losing two soldiers a week, 
you're the best military ever. <laughs> and the Archons <laughs> should be frightened. But then yeah, she says... Apparently they only have four guys. And she so. says, at that rate, we will be... The human race will be extinct within a year. No, they won't. There's 420 <laughs> of you, yes? And you're losing two a week? That is... Let me crunch some numbers. How many in a year? <laughs> 104. Which means it would take four years for you to go extinct at that rate. Not one year. Princess Callie has no business running the Space Alliance <laughs> if she's that fucking bad at math. She's off by a factor of four. Uh, so it appears, it seems to me, that, because then they're like, oh, hey, by the way, there's this exterminator robot who's like the last of the badass robots and he killed like so many fucking people. And it seems like he's locked up in their ship, yes? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> That's what it appears to when they're cutting back and forth when they're talking about him. But then oh, they yeah, say, yeah, yeah. oh no, he just escaped from the Supermax prison. <laughs> yeah, but Listen yeah, to me. With... There's 420 yeah. human beings left in the universe. You are constantly on the run and being harried by the Archon Illuminati armada. You don't have time to be putting people in prison and running a Supermax prison somewhere, especially not a goddamn robot prioritize <laughs> what are you doing yeah strap a bomb to his head and shoot him out in airlock your slavery problem is solved <laughs> i keep interrupting you because i'm worked up <laughs> yeah so there's this exterminator robot he might know something they need to know maybe not but he just escaped and he's flying around somewhere <laughs> down in the also, I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that the humans should just go ahead and go extinct if this is what's happening on their watch. Because we go down to the medical bay, which is run by, once again, Dr. Jekyll, fictional Victorian <laughs> literature character, Dr. Jekyll of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde fame, who I guess has gotten a handle on the Mr. Hyde thing. But he does reference it. He says, boy, back when I was first doing the injections and stuff it was bad news but i've worked the kinks out now he is conducting what sounds like horrific experiments <laughs> on alien prisoners of war that they have captured and princess callie is a everybody's a-okay with it mm -hmm. uh furthermore his assistant his nameless assistant asks him why he won't he's like because the thing Dr. Jekyll's working on now is like sort of mind-controlling Archon aliens that they've captured. And his assistant asks him, why can't you make me some sex slaves then? Which, strike one. And then <laughs> Dr. Jekyll's response to him is, what's wrong with the corpses you've been using? Strike two. <laughs> <laughs> so, on your ship, Princess Callie, you have a mad scientist, Monster Man, uh, who is conducting, I know, I'm sure the Geneva Convention is not around anymore, but this is, these are war crimes. These are 1,000% war crimes. And his assistant is not not only an, an alien fucker, <laughs> but a dead alien fucker. <laughs> why, why is there, why does this movie contain necrophilia? Because... <laughs> It was supposed to be funny, is my guess. It is supposed to be funny. <laughs> yes. Um, there is... One, 
Oh, God. One thing I wanted to mention is the fact that uh, they find out that the Arkans have what they refer to as mm-hmm. base bomb. Yes. They just took the word bomb and put space in front of it. Yes, a 50 trilliton. It's futuristic. <laughs> a 50 trilliton space bomb. We cut to one of two or three times that we do this. A long, rambling prayer in a room full of body bags. It's supposed to be Wrathchild. It's his voice. It's definitely not the same character model. No. It's just like a random, like, green alien, but the head shape is completely different. But it's his voice, but the lips don't move, so (laughs) does, does it matter? I don't know. It's as if he's just narrating a scene, but it's supposed to be him saying this long nonsense prayer or whatever. Yeah, then we meet the Archon ally, or at least uh, maybe it's an Atlantean, I don't know. But it's an, yeah. it's, it's an alien, it's a green alien named Varuna. Yeah, an Atlantean. Who we are introduced to as an ally. So there are some aliens helping the humans out. And within, what, what would you say, 45 seconds she is killed? <laughs> Yeah. And she gets blowed up real good. Matters to this movie not one bit. Nope. So why bother? Somewhere that they're just it's constantly throwing new plot things at us that do not matter and will never matter. Because now Callie's like, hey, somewhere out there, my dad knew about this. He he ruined. He was the ruler before me or the leader before me. There's two rogue AI robots out there somewhere, and if we could find them. Something will happen. It's never mentioned again. They do not look for these robots. <laughs> so that was a pointless conversation. <laughs> so, but yeah, I guess they're in dire straits because they're losing two soldiers a week <coughs> to these aliens. <laughs> and so, and I guess we have to keep cloning this Jack Van Helsing guy. But he says, hey, you know what? This, you know what this situation calls for? Let me go recruit an old buddy of mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Hard cut to <laughs> Mustafar. <laughs> the lava planet that Darth Vader died on, or was born on, I guess. Because, this, okay, this is not supposed to be Earth, I guess. It's just some no. random lava planet where Bigfoot lives. <laughs> the, the Bigfoot. Yes, the Bigfoot. Somehow got from Earth. The famous to... Bigfoot, who yeah. is... 2,000 years old, minimum. Now, see, you said the guy who does all the voices, that sounded like a Hispanic name. But the joke that I had prepared <laughs> was that Bigfoot sounds like a really lame white guy trying to do a Fat Albert impression. That's exactly what I wrote. But you're telling me that maybe it's a, a stupid Hispanic man doing a horrible uh, I don't know. Fat Albert. It's, it's, Michael, it's uh, Michael Scott shit. Yes. Like, it's awkward, <laughs> problematic Michael Scott shit, where he's trying to do, like, yeah, like, Fat Albert voice, or, like, trying to do, like, a black guy's voice. It's yeah. insane. And if you would like, I am prepared to do it. Because <laughs> I just... Well, I won't, but no, because <laughs> I seriously, and I never expected this to happen watching this movie, but... I'm sitting here watching. He shows up on the lava planet. Bigfoot shows up and opens his mouth, and I burst into laughter I could not control. I was crying. I was laying on my bed, 
like pounding the mattress and crying. I was laughing so hard at this voice because it's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, so he's doing Fat Albert voice. He's and he talks like like he talks like like a I don't know like a street I don't know like a, what what would you even call it, like yeah. a hood rat or like uh, yeah I guess he's like telling me if he doesn't get to the point he's gonna rip him limb from limb and all this stuff and just instantly just instantly nothing but just threats and no but it's like motherfucker yeah <laughs> like I'm Bigfoot motherfucker <laughs> exactly what. It doesn't look like Bigfoot also. I mean, that's bad animation, but it looks like... I don't know what. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like a werewolf gorilla with big, huge teeth? <laughs> but how did... Know. Oh, my God. So Bigfoot... The, like, the Bigfoot. Well, there must be others, because <laughs> at one point he says, I, I'm a Sasquatch. I'm not built to be on a spaceship. <laughs> Which is true. He's right. So implying that into question, there are more Sasquatches. So there must be more Sasquatches, but he is Bigfoot, just like that guy is Stalin. <laughs> but this right. is supposed to be like the Bigfoot. So Bigfoot is immortal and also can teleport and live on a lava planet and get off Earth somehow and travel. Yeah. But he has a history with Jack Van Helsing because Jack Van Helsing's like, hey, I helped you out in that, that bar fight on some with these other names some race of aliens or whatever so bigfoot has for the last 2000 years bigfoot's just been trucking around the galaxy getting in bar fights <laughs> and he happened to get helped he teamed up one time with jack van helsing and jack's been sure to tell him like okay but i'm not that like i know you know that guy i'm a clone of that guy i'm not actually that guy but i have all of his memories and i'm in his body so you're just that guy right exactly <laughs> why i don't know why he keeps telling people I'm a clone because I mean he's he's he is the guy. Yeah, basically. If you're in the body and you have all the same memories, you're just him. If you like, if you're brand new and you don't have the memories, then sure you're a clone. But yeah, this Bigfoot is preposterous. He brings. We never see anyone going to or from a place. They're just suddenly Jack is on the lava planet. He gets Bigfoot, and then they're back on the ship. <laughs> we don't know how much time has passed. How long does it take to travel to these places? How far did he have to go? Couldn't tell you. And and Bigfoot is just a, a bloodthirsty asshole too, because when he recruits him, he's like he's like, Yeah, I'm in. I love watching Arkham bellies pop and their intestines come out and stuff like that. It's like, wow. Okay, Bigfoot. <laughs> Calm down. It's wild stuff. Crowley's big thing is he wants to resurrect uh, Alistair Crowley, don't forget. <laughs> or the reincarnated whatever. What, what what's the phrase? It's just like uh, Stalin, the uh, eternal reptilian manifestation of right. Aleister Crowley wants to resurrect Ra, the ancient Egyptian god of the sun. Well, we already had Anubis, so why not? But what did these have? What does any of this have to do with each other? <laughs> what did aliens and ancient Egyptian gods? I mean, this was then you're getting into the ancient alien shit, which is stupid and racist, but. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, remember Space Bomb and what an inventive name that was? Uh, <laughs> Dr. Jekyll is now ready to announce to everyone that, like, hey, I made a new thing and we're gonna, we gotta put it in somebody. It's the Teleport Chip 5000. 
why are we still calling things that? It's 2,000 years later. Did you, were there 4,999 versions before this? Or are you just still like, why, why is this the 5,000? At this point, we should be, it should be like 80,000, whatever. It's dumb. But he wants to put it into Jack Van Helsing, VH, so that it will allow him to teleport in, or like disassemble his molecules and reassemble them anywhere as long as he has a wi-fi signal <laughs> a wi-fi signal You're right two thousand right. years in the future on an outer spaceship but as long but you can tell you can use as long as we have a wi-fi signal somewhere you can teleport to their distant planets <laughs> bitch i can't Hold get on. wi-fi on my front porch to my router <laughs> like if i go too far to the wrong side of my house i don't have wi-fi you're Wi-Fi around other planets? Your body? <laughs> and and the aliens have the same Wi-Fi technology? Do they have Bluetooth too? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they have Bluetooth 5000. <laughs> yeah, and here here's where they also tell us, like, oh, I guess the exterminator escaped. He killed a bunch of people and escaped, so he's floating around. Okay. Sure. <laughs> That's information we didn't, you know. We don't really know anything about him before. He's not going to matter a whole lot going forward. No. She mentions, so when Bigfoot arrives on the ship, and he's kind of, like, he's stressed out because, Jack, you know, Dr. Jekyll wants to do tests on him, and he's like, that's not happening. You're not poking and prodding me. I've been been down that road before. And then, so he kind of he kind of storms off, like, wants to be by himself or whatever, and Jack's like, look, he's a little, you know, he's not used to being confined. He's used to open spaces. He's not used to being... Like, I trust the guy, but I kind of don't trust. Like, he might, like, go feral and get crazy on the ship. And Princess Callie says, don't worry about it. All the hallways in this ship have been equipped with, like, knockout gas jets. First off, why? Why have you prepared your ship so that every hallway you can just knock out? It's your people on the ship. You didn't know Bigfoot was coming. And even if you did, you haven't had time to do that. But it really doesn't matter because it will never come up again. She just mentions it as an option that we never use. Everything in this movie is Chekhov's gun that never gets... <laughs> characters, lore, places, ideas thrown out there to never pay off. And, and I love how they, they introduce ideas and immediately prove them wrong. <laughs> It's like Bigfoot's like, I, you know, I belong in the wilderness. I don't belong on spaceships. I need to go get some air and gets in a starfighter and flies it out of the ship. Well, how does Bigfoot know how to fly a starfighter? Well, I mean, that's how he's getting around, I guess. But you're, you're incorrect in that we do not see Bigfoot get into a ship and fly out of a ship. He says, I'm going to go get some air. And then he's outside in, in a ship. Right. You yeah, <laughs> never no. see coming or going. You don't see it. He's just in a ship uh, flying around. <laughs> yeah. So Exterminator, the robot, the murderous robot, is out and about. He's talking to the Archons in a conversation as if they're going to, like, are they combative? Are they going to team up? It doesn't matter because it never comes to anything. It's just a waste of time. Then he runs across Bigfoot randomly <laughs> and they get in a space battle. They don't like each other at all. Just instantly. Yeah, they just insult each other like drunken dude bros for mm -hmm. like three minutes. You there. This is my airspace. 
Submit or perish. Excuse me, Tin Man. You talking to me? I don't see anyone else here, so I must be talking to you, Gorilla. Gorilla? Who the fuck you calling a gorilla? I'm Bigfoot, motherfucker. Prepare to die. Don't sing it. Bring it, bitch. And Exterminator wins the fight, and Bigfoot's ship is blown up. And I thought, well, okay. <laughs> and now who's, who's, who's versus the Illuminati now? And then he just appears in that room where we've seen not quite Wrathchild praying in the room full of body bags. And he's just like, whoa, how'd I get here? And Wrathchild's like, whoa, how'd you get here? <laughs> and we're like, whoa, how'd you do that? <laughs> you, we, your ship just got blown up and now you're here. And Wrathchild says something about, oh, you must have like, you've like figured out how to like just naturally teleport yourself. Like biologically. Yeah. Through sheer force of will. Okay. With, without meaning to do it either. <laughs> I guess. And like the animation in this scene is so weird. Cause like Rothschild's sitting there in like a praying position and so is Bigfoot for no reason. Like he's just sitting there with his hands together on his knees. Like he's praying. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I guess you know, when in Rome, you know, what is this hot yoga shit? It's 2,000 years oh, in the yeah. future. Ain't nobody know that. what hot yoga is. <laughs> Let alone Bigfoot. Oh my god. But yeah, so Bigfoot is on the Archon mothership. These are the bad guys. He could do some good mm -hmm. here, right? He could tear through this place, make it crash, do, do something. Nope. He just sits with these guys in the body bag room, does some meditation for a second, and then he just leaves. <laughs> well, he goes, and, he goes and talks to Anubis. For, for no reason. No, he is just suddenly in Egypt. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He's, he's doing <laughs> the meditation that... with Rathchild in the body bag room. And then is just, is just standing in Anubis's tomb. In another scene that means nothing and accomplishes nothing. See, a lot of, this scene and a couple of others make me almost think that they just did a bunch of animation and then wrote a story around it. Because... Like a lot of, a lot of the scenes are people going, "Why am I here?" Okay, this is why I'm here, and explaining why they're there, almost as if they just they just had animation and then wrote a story around it. No, oh, it's better than that because when when Bigfoot and Rathchild are talking in the body bag room, Bigfoot says to him, "How come I can hear you when your mouth ain't moving?" Which yeah. is <laughs> because we can't afford it, <laughs> asshole. That's why. But no, he says. Oh, not only if you spontaneously develop the power of teleportation, I guess you also have telepathy. Congratulations, Bigfoot. <laughs> what are you talking? Oh my god. But yeah, Bigfoot is just suddenly in Egypt talking to Anubis. It's the conversation is basically Anubis saying, What are you doing here? Bigfoot saying, I don't know, I just appeared here. A second ago, I was in this other room full of body bags, and before that I was in my ship and it got blown up. And I'm not really big on humans, but the Archons are worse, so I guess I'm gonna help the humans, I guess. And I don't really like you. I've I've been fighting with myself not to like tip your sarcophagus over the whole time. And Anubis is like, "Great, you suck. Leave." What did you? How did you get here? What did you come here for? Nothing. <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> and it's at this point. This is, it's the third or fourth time it's happened. But at this point, she has given up all pretense. 
because Van Helsing's flying around looking for Bigfoot because he just ran off and disappeared. We can't find him. And Callie just flat out says, return to headquarters. I want to fuck your brains out. Yeah. Like all, and no, there's no more innuendo. This is, <laughs> what's going on? So Van Helsing, when he comes back, Van Helsing, before he can do that, Van Helsing does get injected with the uh, the teleport chip 5000. But you already have, apparently, big fucking teleport wherever he wants. You don't even need this shit. <laughs> and Dr. Jekyll says, you know, don't worry. You know, you're the guinea pig for this. You're the first one to try this on, but don't worry about it. It'll be fine. There's not really any side effects except for enhanced sexual prowess, and that's not bad, right? What? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I guess it, I mean, and it must work because, yeah, like I said, have you ever... Have you ever fucked so hard you resort to <laughs> Because yeah, we see an we see an outside view of the spaceship and we hear uh 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 moaning lame. Yeah, as if they're still talking through their helmets to each other. So Callie and Van Helsing are going at it. Which of course you know he wanted to animate so badly, but we can't well, we can't afford that. <laughs> we don't have anyone who can do that. And then Van Helsing is walking through the hallways to do with some self attuned, he just got laid, you know. Good for him. And a little hologram appears on one of the, like, I don't know, the battle stations, the war table or whatever. And it's Ra, the ancient Egyptian sun god. who's <laughs> like, you have resurrected me. You fucked so hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then Helsing's like, hey, man, I'm just coming to get a sandwich. I don't know about all that. And then he's like, and Ra's like, was she good? And he's like. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, she's the best I ever had. You're you were in a vat last week, clone six six six. But yeah, because he's a six hundred sixty sixth clone, that makes him special in some demonic way or something. But you know what doesn't have anything to do with six 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 raw. <laughs> like that's devil shit. That's not ancient Egyptian. Yeah, and. And he's Ra's apparently a genie too, because he grants wishes when you <laughs> summon him. Yes, and they use their wish <clears throat> rather stupidly. I feel. I mean, you could have, yeah. But what well, they... and, and he's he's like, well, how many wishes do I get? And he's like, well, how many do you need? So <laughs> apparently, he's going to give him as many wishes as he wanted. But but he, they're like, oh, you know what you could do for us? You could teleport. We can't find our buddy Bigfoot. He disappeared somewhere. We could really use him back here why i don't know but and also it'd be pretty cool if you could just like teleport wrath wrath travel here too like he's like the leader of the enemy and if we had him here captured on our ship that would be quite an advantage and so he does suddenly poof <laughs> bigfoot and wrath child are aboard Callie's ship <laughs> yeah and then before he disappears ra's like oh and by the way the, the secret, secret to ending the war, the war is on, on area 51, 51 on earth mm-hmm <laughs> which is so random and yeah but why why would it be it was 2000 yeah. years ago and there's no people that left there <laughs> like <sighs> so then they're just walking with Rothschild through the halls of the ship <laughs> like they don't have him in cuffs or anything and he tricks them somehow question mark because he's like, oh, you've fallen right into my trap. I wanted to be here all along, and now I have all three of you, the greatest heroes of the Alliance, two of whom I just found out about today. 
<laughs> Two of you weren't here yesterday, but now you're here, and my plan is my trip. My trap is sprung, and then he like pieces out, like teleports away or something. But he doesn't do anything to them. So you got them together, and then what? So they're all in the same ship, I guess. Well, it's even <laughs> it's even more stupid because they go all the way to Earth. Yes, they do. Above Earth, and then he's like, Haha, "I've got you where I want you." Why did you have to go to Earth for that? If you well, I think he does. He teleports all three of them away to his ship, or him himself, uh, VH and Callie. He teleports all three of them to his ship. Yes, but and not being so captive. <laughs> but and, uh, why did you have to go all the way to Earth to do that? It's a useless plot point, and it means nothing. Well, I mean that's every moment. <laughs> but then we get here's the thing here's the thing that made me laugh the voice bigfoot's voice did not make me laugh because i've i found it disgusting i don't know <laughs> like so like oh i post it made me laugh because it was so but here's what made me laugh and it's bigfoot running at top speed down the hallways <laughs> of the ship to like pumping techno music for like 40 seconds straight just running just running 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 down this hallway <laughs> And it looks so... Oh, yeah, there's also... There's another... Randomly another good alien named Z- Zio who was talking to Callie at some point. And he... <laughs> is like, oh, I found the Archon mothership. I'm gonna blow it up. And back at, back on the, you know, Callie's ship, the robots, the good robots, Bort and <laughs> Hiru, are like, wait, wait, don't. The prince is aboard. It's too late. He already fired. He fired the missiles. We keep seeing the same recycled shots of these missiles with fire coming out of the back. Mm. Like they're like they're fuel, you know, but they're in outer space. So that's not how that works. But I mean, that's the least of the problems. <laughs> so and so he blows up the Archon mothership. But he's like, oh, no, the princess was aboard. No, no. But I mean, but also good job. Like you just ended the war, right? Like she would be, right. she should be happy to make that sacrifice. <laughs> but don't worry about it. Van Helsing and Princess Callie are fine because they have hitched a ride into Earth's orbit. They're now hurtling through Earth's orbit inside of the fifty trilloton space bomb, which is is just the space shuttle like landing capsule. Yes, it is. like you know the thing that comes down with this from the space and like used to land in the ocean with the parachutes yeah. and the astronauts would come at the out. End of Apollo thirteen, like at the end of yeah. Apollo thirteen, it's that. That is a bomb apparently, and they're inside of it. Because Rothschild put their cell in the same room as the space bomb. I noticed, mm-hmm. like, like they're, they're looking out through their glass cell door, and the space bomb is like two feet away from them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and then apparently. And we we can't be bothered to show this to you, but Bigfoot captured Exterminator. <laughs> yeah, because they so they're riding the bomb into Earth's orbit. It's gonna crash on Earth. She's telling Hero the robot, like, okay, we're not out of the woods yet. We're riding a giant bomb to Earth, and then they're just back on their ship. Where'd the bomb go? Were you trapped in a bomb? Is that gonna go? <laughs> Did it hit Earth and blow up? What what happened? I don't know. They're back on their ship, and then Bigfoot's there, and he's like, "Hey guys, I captured that Exterminator robot. <laughs> you did." How? When? He blew up your ship. And so they go down to a cell to, like, talk to him, which also means nothing because he's just like, oh, one day I'll get out of here and I'll kill all your children or some shit. like, <laughs> And make suits out of their skin. or Like, he's a wild guy, that guy. 
And that's it. That's it. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. And we it ends with <laughs> a couple minutes of recycled shots with new dialogue over them, pretending to be new shots. And I can't remember if it was this one or the, <laughs> the Megalodon one, but it ends with Bigfoot going, I'm going to go for a run. And it again, the shot of him running down the hallway. <laughs> It might have been this one. I don't know. I can't remember. I watched them back to back, so it all just kind of blended. But I mean, this is this is abysmal shit. Like this is this is inexcusable. Like I said, who who is the audience for this? Who is this for? I'm pretty sure BC14 is the audience for this movie. <laughs> I mean, like it's animated in a way as if it is for very dumb children, but it's it's like it's very R-rated. Just Aleister yeah. Crowley shit that he says alone. So it's not for children. No self-respecting adult is going to enjoy this. I just, I, I'm lost. I do not understand. Oh, my final note that I had written here is it's, it's an hour and 15 minutes of characters threatening each other, talking about sex, having off-screen sex, and never actually doing much of anything. No. Things are introduced and then ignored. Things are <laughs> treated with great the gravity that were never introduced <laughs> all wrapped in a package of just the ugliest whack ass animation you've ever seen like it's like one step up from like reboot <laughs> and and the quality of animation varies like drastically like the shots of like Callie in her suit standing on the bridge talking actually kind of looks okay and then you cut to the space battles and it looks like like pre-Babylon 5, horrible garbage. So they almost seem like they're from different movies. <laughs> you know? I mean, that also could be. Who knows? Or it might be It might be six different projects he was working on that all fell through, so he just took all the footage from these six different things and threw the slap them together. Into, that uh, who knows? sounds... That sounds very likely. I don't actually. Know. That that makes the most sense out of anything. Like he did a Bigfoot movie, he did an Aliens movie, he did <laughs> an Egyptian <laughs> gods thing, and like, but he didn't finish any of them, so he just threw them all in a in the salad shooter and made it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, given the dialogue, I would have no trouble believing that this, like, this script was written by a bot more than pretty much anything we've seen. <laughs> Yeah. Like the, the but I don't want to give just I don't want to give BC fourteen enough credit figures. to think that he's like an AI. Like he's just <laughs> he's just an incredibly untalented and yet very prolific <laughs> animation writer and director. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about that. It's so bewildering <laughs> a piece of media in a way that is is hard to describe. Yeah, enough of that. It is that time of the episode where I press the magic button to see what next week's movie, chosen completely random from everything streaming, shall be. Pressing the magic button now. Okay, well, a step up. I don't know how much of one. Uh, next week's movie is Puppet Master Axis of Evil. So a Puppet Master movie, a franchise people are probably familiar with. Uh, unfortunately, it's one of the latter... When is this from? 2010. So this would be... The first of the three, well, Puppet Master 3 is Puppets vs. Nazis, and it's the best one of the franchise. This is like, I'm pretty sure this sequel to that, and they did like a whole trilogy of Puppets vs. Nazis. Yeah. 
And I honestly, I won't even have to go searching for this one. I only have to go to my DVD shelf. No. Because, <laughs> well, it's yeah, on Tubi. A while, a while back, I found like the package that had all the movies in it. I was like, well, I like the first couple of them. So I bought it. It was like five bucks, but now I own all of them. <laughs> Does it include the two that are just clip shows? Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched my there's, way through it. There's yet. two different Puppet Master movies that are just a compilation of clips from the other Puppet Master movies. Oh, one of which <laughs> made the effort to do like a framing device at the beginning of in so that there's at least something you shot new footage the other one is not even that so <sighs> yeah so puppet master axis of evil on tubi as most full moon productions are i mean look whatever whatever it winds up being it's going to be better than this <laughs> it's going to be better than bigfoot versus the illuminati as nearly everything is <laughs> I mean, I can't even say, I won't even go so far as to say this is the worst thing I've ever watched on the show. It's the most bewilderingly incompetent thing I've ever watched. Yeah. I mean, ev every single thing about it is so inept. <laughs> but there's movies I've watched for this that are worse in content or worse, or at the very least, less fun to watch. I'm not, not to imply that this is fun to watch, but... And it's Bigfoot versus the Illuminati. At the very least, I mean, you're shaking your head the whole time and wondering <laughs> what is happening. So it's it's something. I don't know. So, I, yeah, yeah, I can't I, call it the worst. but I definitely spent a good portion of the runtime laughing, just not at what they wanted me to laugh at. Yeah. I don't know, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> For anybody who missed it, missed the announcement or the or whatever... Uh, I'm also, in addition to this show, I'm now also the co-host of a show called Midwest Movie Maniacs that is strictly horror movies. Uh, so far, strictly bad horror movies. I'm hoping we'll get a good one at some point. But yeah, so there's that. If you're not tired of my voice yet, well, I'm not even going to bother with the socials this episode. I just want to go eat <laughs> and not be talking about Bigfoot versus the Illuminati anymore. That's my goal. So we're not even going to do that. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm not hard to find. The show's not hard to find. If you want to, go find it. I've done 83, 84 other episodes where, I list, where we do our socials. I'm not going to bother with it. Oh, so next week, Puppet Master, Axis of Evil. Is that, I think it's Puppet Master 9. Because <laughs> I think the next one after that is 10. I don't know. Anyway, Puppet Master, Axis of Evil on Tubi. That's your homework for next week should you choose to accept it. Uh, until then, on behalf of Chris and myself, everyone... Have a good week, and uh, don't fuck so hard that you resurrect any Egyptian sun gods because we don't we don't need them. <laughs> I mean, you have um, full permission to fuck hard, but not that. Like, come on, be sensible. Not that. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>